You're listening to Living Free and Fulfilled. I'm Katie Bach, your host, a Gemini, yogi, intuitive spiritual guide who believes in the magic and the power, the wisdom that lives inside of you. And that's what this podcast is all about. I am on a mission to empower you to create a life that feels good for you, a life where you can live it your way. Tune in each week to hear from me, to meet new people as they are interviewed, as we share together tips, tools, practices, experiences that have guided us to create a life that feels good so that we can support you on your journey to live a life aligned with your soul as you plug back into yourself rediscover your power, your inner wisdom, and the magic that truly flows throughout you. Are you ready to live free and fulfilled? A new episode starts now. Hey there, listener. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Katie Bach here, and I am here with Rini York, our favorite astrologist. Welcome, Rini. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be here, Katie. And it is a pleasure to have you here as well. So we are going into cancer season and cancer season brings in emotions, right? But it also, we kind of shift from the personal signs to the interpersonal signs. So Rini, tell us what that kind of means, what cancer brings in, what to expect. Yeah. So that switch from personal to interpersonal is, you know, we've gone from our own personal things, right? It's like, Aries, you know, is really our own energy. Taurus is our body. Gemini is our mind, right? And so we've got all of this uh, focus on ourselves. And then, you know, what are we really innately programmed for, but for connection? So it's like we bring all of that and then to connect. And this is the first interpersonal science. So it's all about family and home, right? And it's so it's like, you know, cancer really represents the mother. So that real, uh, kind of that primal connection with mother energy. And so, uh, this is what the focus of cancer is. So it's a, you know, it's just a great time, uh, to think about your home, to tend to your home. And that can be all sorts of things, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into, but looking at the home really as, our emotional stability. So that's a lot of what cancer, everything that has to do with your stability and foundation home as the center of that. I love that. And really, every time we record these, I'm like, oh, light bulb, light bulb, puzzle piece, puzzle piece. You know, it's so cool and interesting. And how you're talking about, you know, Aries and Taurus and Gemini is like um, all about personally us, right? And um, we kind of build that, right? We build that and we strengthen that. And we talked about how Gemini was like kind of letting the old fall away and let the wind take it away and and stuff like that. And then it's like we come into cancer and we're taking this personal, right? And applying it to the home and into your family and like infusing it into these relationships in your life, which is so, so cool. Yeah. I love that too. I love how it's like a continual story that evolves. And that's really what astrology is. You know, when you go from, you know, we're talking about 
the signs right now. And we're talking about the sun being in them. And it's just like that with the moons. It's this continual evolution, this continual cycle. Um, and so I just love that and how it really just reflects the relevance of what's happening right here. And so um, I, I really love cancer. It's such a wonderful sign and um, energy. Um, a lot of my, a lot of my friends are either cancers or cancer moon or things like that. It's such a loving and nurturing energy, right? We talked about, it's like the divine mother of the chart. That's so cool. And I, and I love too, like how we come into this divine feminine aspect here. Mm-hmm. We, we bring this in and, um, we were in Taurus two signs to get right. Or yeah. whatever we were in Taurus and it was about nourishment, right? Yeah. Divine nourishment, divine embodiment. And then we had Gemini and now we come into cancer and we go back to that nourishment. So it's like, we take these steps and we keep coming back to this nourishment, you know, like re-nourishing the self and, and getting into this space. And from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, Rini, this kind of nourishment is not necessarily so much about nourishing the self. Of course it is to some extent, but it's also about nourishing those connections. Like you're saying yes. in your family and, and the connections you have with others and kind of building those relationships that fam- family and home in this newfound you that's kind of begun from Aries to Taurus to Gemini. Yes, exactly. And, and really when we're talking about these energies, I mean, it can be very literal. It can be, you know, the mother, the family, the home, things like that. But it is also very, um, you know, it's what that energy and meaning is for you, right? Because all of us, we all come in different, you know, family makeups and things like that. And, you know, for some of us, we have a chosen family, right? So it's like really, you know, it really is broad. It really does address, um, even it mirrors like the relationships, but then your own like mothering yourself, right? Or the ability for you to receive nourishment, right? And that can be from anybody, right? That's like, how do you receive nourishment? And that's an important part of your emotional stability. Absolutely. And, and the mother also aligns with the healer too, right? Exactly. So it's not just the mother, there is this mother, mother goddess. Um, And in that way, to me, it also brings in that um, earthy, you know, it's this rootedness. um, And I, it's across from Capricorn. So it does have that earth element to it, that earth energy that's there. Um, But it's also in addition to the caretaker and nurturer, it's the the healer. And the healer is very intuitive and sensitive because that's the cancer energy is very sensitive and very intuitive. Most uh, people who are cancer, sun, moon, or rising are empaths. Okay. So that's interesting. That's good to know. And that even falls like for someone who has cancer in their chart, right? Like yes, in their moon or their, you know, it doesn't have to just be your rising sign. It could be, you know, within your chart. And um, so for someone who is cancer or not cancer, we come into this cancer season. Would you say that this is a time to really get receptive and tap into your intuition and tap into kind of 
you were talking about nourishment, but like tapping into your intuition to nourish yourself in the way that's actually going to serve you. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, when I look at the chart, I really look at it through a very spiritual lens. And so I really look at um, that, that connection with spirit. And so when the sun right now is in cancer, it means it's that way for all of us. It's amplifying that energy for all of us. And remember, regardless of where your sun and moon are, everyone has cancer in the chart, right? There is a house that has cancer and that is a place where you can really find out more about your intuition. Um, Cancer is also ruled by the moon. So all of those moon energies, which is intuition, healing, and your magical gifts, right? So those themes are all amplified right now. So it's a great month to, to be receptive, to do different, um, maybe guided, you know, guided meditations to meet your guides or amplify your intuition and just, um, yeah, take that time to, to nurture that. Right. Could this also be a time to kind of tap into your dreams to become aware of your dreams and like how that imagination is coming through your dreams? Yeah, definitely imagination and creativity are another aspect of cancer because really all of that um, comes from that same watery place, right? It's like that imagination, creativity, sensitivity, intuition, they're all very connected. And so um, it's really a time to tap into that. It's really a time to let yourself be free. You know, the water... Water doesn't like to be constrained, right? Water is very uh, free. And this is this is cardinal water. And I always like to see the example of nature. And so cardinal is that initiation energy, that beginning water. And so it's like, I think of it like the mountain spring. That mountain spring is so pure, right? It has that purification, that cleansing aspect. But if you think of like, where the mountain spring begins and what it turns into, right? It's like, it's so powerful what it can create. And so it's that point of infinite potential, infinite possibilities. And that's, that's there in your imagination, in your creativity, right? It's just, it, it's like a baby. It's, it's pure potential, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Pure potential. And so like you're saying this and I'm like, oh, let's get back into this manifestation aspect we've been pulling through, right? Like, yeah, we started with that Aries planting the seed, sparking that fire, right? And then Taurus was all about that divine embodiment of the seed and nourishing the seed and Gemini letting the old go adapting and changing, you know, because the universe likes to throw it at you, whichever way it thinks is best. And sometimes you're not ready. And, um, now we're in this cancer and it's like opening up to that pure potential, like almost what, what I'm seeing with this manifestation aspect is it's like, there's pure potential out there, like infinite possibilities, endless opportunities, tap into what you know to be true, your intuition, get grounded in your emotions because they're guiding you forward and just nourish yourself so that you can access that potential. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Which to me, it's, that's right. That's magic, right? That's so yeah. beautiful. 
Um, and the, and it too, I love, you know, the, the image of the crab, right? The symbol for cancer is the crab. And I love that because it's like, it's so tender inside, right? And it needs to have this really protective shell on the outside to protect what's like literally the most sensitive, softest sign, right? Yeah. And it's like, like, it's like that when you have your dreams and you're manifesting, right? There is this aspect of needing to protect that, right? It's like you have to, um, you know, at a certain point, you have to really protect it. Maybe, maybe you only talk to certain people about it because you know, they're really going to be supportive. And you, you know, it's like, if, if you talk to somebody who's real negative about it, maybe it still feels too tender to, you know, to go there. So it's really important. And that's that, that's that mothering job, right, is to protect and keep safe. And so in that way, it's like, we can do that for our manifestations, because all manifestations are creations that we bring through ourselves, right? It's like a child that we're bringing through. Absolutely. And it's so beautiful how this naturally unfolds, right? And as Rini always says, you know, it's just a reflection of nature, right? That's the energy we're feeling, a reflection of nature. And um, I feel like sometimes cancer gets that bad rap that like for being emotional or crabby or like, right. But really that just comes from this belief that we all have that something is negative or positive. And when we feel a certain way or we respond a certain way, it's bad. And really cancer just brings this energy, energy of receptivity where they are receptive to what they're feeling to that emotion. And they're actually creating the space to nourish themselves. Right. Exactly. And when we look in nature, we can, for me, it's easier to see it in a more neutralized way. Cause it's like, I can look at the crab and be like, oh yeah, it's tender. That's why it has such a hard shell. And that's why it needs claws to protect itself. Right. And it's, you know, it's, it needs to protect itself. And so, you know, I also have a, um, my son is a cancer. And so it's like, and he's, he is so soft inside. He's just so tender, you know, but he's also like almost 15 and he's like, no, you know, I'm a, I'm a dude. And like right. he puts on this like tough exterior of not like, oh no, emotions don't, I don't feel any feelings and all of this. And he can get snappy and things like that, but it's like, you know, remembering that that's neutral. He's just protecting that tender heart of his, you know? And so yeah. it's like being able to see all of those aspects of ourselves as, um, as a part of ourselves helps us be more whole, right? Claim that. Also, I think too, that, you know, when we talk about, we're going into that interpersonal, right? So we're kind of going into this relational quality and people react and respond in all different ways, right? And when we can, like you said, when you look at the crap, you can say it's pinchy and it's, you know, you can say those things, but when you look at it a little bit deeper, you see that it's really tender inside and it has the claws because it's protecting itself and people react and respond in all different ways. And it may feel like you don't agree with how they've responded to you or reacted to you. 
And yet, if you take a step back and you can practice kind of like that receptivity, the sensitivity, the compassion, kind of nurture the situation, you may be able to see, you know, it in a different light, which kind of goes back to that pure potential, right? The the way to perceive something is endless potential, right? There are endless ways to perceive it. And so it's kind of like open up to that receptivity of this energy to look beneath the surface and say, well, this person is possibly reacting this way because there's some underlying reason that has nothing to do with me. And I'm going to express some compassion here. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, you know, when I work with people in that healing capacity, I feel like that's a really a big part of what we learn to do for ourselves, right? As we heal through different, you know, especially when I do the trauma work and things like that, it's like we learn to reparent ourselves or remother ourselves. It's about that real nurturing aspect. And, and I say mother, I say this as the divine mother, not as like a feminine masculine kind of, you know, like the, the mother or the father, anything like that, but just that energy of mothering, right? That energy of nurturing. Um, when we do that for ourselves, we can, it's an aspect of healing that happens, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that goes both ways, right? Like being in that space for yourself and for those around you, kind of taking these energies that are coming through in cancer and applying it to yourself, that mothering energy, that healer energy, the nourishing energy to yourself and and also applying it to others as well. Right. And that's where I feel like the symbolism of home is about that emotional groundedness because, right, there are homes where that is happening and people are able to see things from other people's perspectives and open up and have that sensitivity and compassion. And there are times and places where that's not happening. And, you know, when that's not happening, then home usually is not a place of emotional groundedness. So even like looking, it's, it's about looking at your structure and foundation, that emotional structure and foundation. Um, And, and I also like to think of it kind of as home base, right? It's like, it may not be you know, because our home may not be where we feel that it's like, where's that like safe space of yours? Where's that place where, you know, you are able to access your compassion and your sensitivity because you feel supported and you feel rooted and grounded, you know, that's like that home base or that safe space that you can reach out to another person and have connection. It's like your sacred space. Yes. Exactly. I love that. So would you say that something listener, the listener can do to connect to cancer is kind of create that sacred space for themselves? Yes, definitely. And knowing that it doesn't need to be your entire home, right? Like you don't need to go and redo your entire home, right? It's like, literally, if you can create one space that is your sacred space. I love to do do this with altars. I love altars because once you set them, they hold it for you. Like they hold that sacred space for you. And then you can just kind of come back to it. Um, And so finding that one 
sacred space. It can be small. It can be a corner. It can be a cushion. It can be anything, right? For some people, it's like their yoga mat, right? Or whatever that is, have that place that's just yours, that you can be in, you know, you can be your sensitive, compassionate self. You can be receptive. You can nurture yourself and then have the strength and power to connect and do that for other people. Yeah. I like the idea of an altar too, because it can be movable also. Yeah. Yes. Or, you know, like, uh, Rini and I are in this program together and we do a hypnosis meditation call every Thursday. And so I have a little altar, but sometimes I set up, you know, in the living room, sometimes I set up in the bedroom, sometimes I set up wherever I can that no one's going to interrupt me. Um, sometimes it's in the yoga space, but it just depends on what's going on that day. So I like the idea of the altar where you can create that sacred space and that energy in that altar, but you can also move it around to, to create the space for you to actually be in that sacred space, that safe space back in your, in your home, not necessarily your whole house or doesn't even have to be the place you live, but you can take it wherever it is that you want to connect into that feeling of home. Exactly. And that's where, um, really connecting to that home that's within you, that it's that deeper connection with yourself. Right. And it's so powerful to come to that place. Absolutely. I am so just loving talking about cancer. I am looking forward to cancer season. Um, so this is the time to get grounded in your emotions, to build that sacred, safe space so that you can be receptive and sensitive and be stable in what you're feeling. But it's also a time to tap into that intuition and those magical gifts. Yeah, definitely. And water is such a great example. So I would say, I, you know, cancer season is a perfect time to really put like a little water fountain on your ultra space or something like that. Um, and if you don't have that, you can just also put water, like a, a glass of water on your altar space. You can also have water sounds, right? Um, you can go visit the water. There's So there's lots of ways to really amplify that water, um, that water vibration. So um, yeah, have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, you could take a shower, a bath, right? Yes, yes exactly. All those things. Yeah. So I even just that. like when you drink your water, just connecting to that because we are mostly water, you know, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, water is so magical. So I could go on about water. <laughs> I could too. I love, I love water. I love the flow, you know, like the element of flow. And like, I always use the river metaphor and so many things. Um, yes. So Speaking of tapping into your intuition, magical gifts and stuff like that in this cancer season, Rini has begun to offer a complimentary breakthrough session. This is, you know, 15, 20 minutes where you get to talk one-on-one with Rini and kind of open up to this cancer energy, potentially this, you know, intuitive energy receptivity, kind of breaking through what's been going on. So Rini, can you tell us a little bit more? Yeah, I've been so excited about doing this. And it's not something that I do all the time, but I am going to offer this um, through cancer season. And 
these calls. I did it um, last month and they were so much fun. Basically, I just am there for you. We brainstorm, help you through um, whatever block you're working on at the time. It's, it, they've been so much fun. We've had so much, uh, so many epiphanies coming from this. And yeah, it's really, it's about 30 minutes and I give you my time, my attention, the tools that I bring, uh, make recommendations based on where you're at. Uh, many times there's spirit guidance that comes through um, and yeah, just seeing the blocks shifting and people having their, uh, jump starting their spiritual breakthrough. So I love to help support, um, you know, spiritual warriors, light workers, through their spiritual breakthroughs and find a deeper connection with themselves so they can live their purpose. I love that. I love that. All that, all the, the words you threw in there. I love that. Um, so if you would like to set that up with Rini, you can message her on Instagram at uh, Rini underscore mystic underscore heart. So Rini mystic heart. And we will put that in the show notes as well to make it easily accessible for you. Thank you, Rini, for being here and talking about cancer season with me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Katie. It's always a pleasure. And um, we will meet you back here next month for Leo season. In the meantime, if you are enjoying the podcast, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And I'd love to read a review from you. I read them all. They mean the world to me. And I can't wait to read yours. So we'll meet you back here soon.